Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. And so it begins another terrifying adrenaline-charged edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and... Gascon, uh, <laughs> David Gascon, but uh, think of it like the circus, you know, back in the day when the circus was a big thing, you know, you won't believe your ears, not eyes, because we can't see anything, it's, it's audio, it's all we have here, but we are built to amaze, so what do they say, come one, come all, fun for all ages, actually it's not really fun for all ages, because we have, you know, we have adult content, we're allowed to, to curse on the podcast, but we begin a new, and the, the fifth hour, uh, is on the, as you obviously found the show, but it's available anywhere you can get great podcasts. And uh, iHeart, obviously part of that. It's part of the iHeart uh, podcast network, and it's available uh, all over the place. So the global reach of podcasting and people uh, checking in and listening all over the place. So uh, here's the menu, not to dilly-dally, because we, we dilly-dally at the beginning here at Gascon. Yeah. And uh, people get very upset. Uh, a lot of downtime. They want to hear downtime. So we have the menu... At uh, the Bistro, Benny's Bistro, who we're serving up. We got Uncle Mo, the Bender, zombies, goats, spiders, and lazy horses. Study this, which I love because that's just the way I can justify me reading these stupid studies 
and we'll debate whether those are legit or not. It's in the bag. Those are actual questions by actual listeners. That's real content, Pete in Pittsburgh, who said that's not real content. That's real legitimate content. That leads to amazing conversation. And don't stick to sports stories of the week and anything else that comes up between now and and then, well, uh, well, full disclaimer too for our audience: you sound like you're alert and awake. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, there's reasons for that. Uh, I don't sleep. I believe I am some kind of a zombie or something like that. And my uh, there's a gardener at the Maller Mansion who has decided that you know since he has a regular schedule, he doesn't care that I work overnights. And he shows up and he woke me up. I think I got. Two and a half hours of sleep, oh. and I'm, I'm not kidding. Uh, I believe I got two and a half hours of sleep, uh, so I, I might need to get some cocaine or something like that. But I, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> maybe you're not. Yeah, maybe I'm not. <laughs> no. So it's it, and so I called you up because you always uh, bitch and complain. You whine. You have a hissy fit every week. Oh, you're late, Ben. Uh, so I say, okay, uh, uh, touche. I am up. I will do this. Uh, let's let's knock it out. Called you up. And uh, you, you were not even where you were supposed to be. Uh, you were not there. No. And then, so I had to wait. And then you got there a little bit before you were supposed to be there. And then I had to wait. Yeah, because somebody else was uh, recording a podcast in the. I mean, we've. You know how big iHeart is, the Premier Networks? We have one podcast studio. It's massive. It is yeah. a massive company, and we have one studio. That's amazing to me. There's And there's so many people doing these podcasts, obviously, for iHeart. And in, in our uh, facility, there's one place we can record the podcast. Not that we're complaining, because no. that would be wrong. No. And that we no, 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 no. All right, but anyway, let's get to Uncle Mo. So I have been peppered since the World Series ended this week in the Nationals, my Washington Nationals, my adopted team, Natitude, beating the Houston Astros. So I've been peppered with email with Smarty Pants saying the Washington Nationals, they won, Ben, because of momentum. Now, over the years, if you've been with me on the radio, I have done many a rant, usually one or two a year, about my longstanding position that there is no such thing as momentum. Uh, And I haven't done one of these recently, but some of the old school listeners remember, and they wanted to bust my balls, and so they have been emailing me. And so I wanted to address Uncle Mo, all right? Uh, Because I do believe there is no such thing as momentum. And I did the Washington Nationals win the last two games. Did the Washington Nationals score a bunch of runs after the seventh inning? Yes, all of that is true. But it does not prove momentum. And and I, I have said this... Since very early, I had an epiphany early on in my uh, broadcasting career, and it was, you know, first of all, these these terms that we use in sports, and I use some of them also. I'm not against uh, using them, but I, I know they're bullshit. But you know, things like chemistry, momentum, <laughs> intangibles, intangibles, uh, veteran leadership, you know, the mentors of sports, all of this is just gibberish. I mean, these, these are all things. Well, you know what they all have in common, Gascon? They're all weasel words. Well, yeah, they're weasel terms. You cannot see them. You cannot touch them. Like, if I say, hey, they've got momentum, well, show me what that means. Like, in tangible terms. So, the Nationals had momentum, and then they went back home, and they didn't have momentum anymore? And then the Astros had momentum? Why would that be the case? And how do you get momentum? Can you buy momentum? Can you go on Amazon and get some momentum and all that stuff? So I mean it's just it's just BS and I I, I believe that these games are won based on you know, a number of things but things like you know, talent having good players 
fundamentals, which means doing the things required, taking pitches in baseball, fouling pitches off also, uh, throwing strikes, basic things, the bedrock of these sports that we talk about. Uh, and obviously whoever performs better. But that's not – that's something you can actually tangibly look at and see. And uh, momentum is an illusionary uh, thing. Uh, and I will say that to my last breath on this mortal coil. Uh, it's not real. Um, you know, and now people get confident and you know, some people say, well, that's momentum. No, not necessarily. But you know who I blame for this, Gaskin? You blame – you blame the suckers out there. Well, kind of, but I blame the sports writers, the early sports writers in America, which really set the narrative for all this. Like in, when you know baseball was big in the early 1900s, you know, when there was no television and radio, and they, uh, they the sports writer was the king. There were eight papers in some cities, you know, ten papers in, in New York, and all that. And uh, so they, these sports writers, had to fill a lot of content in those newspapers because that's all people got their you know, internet. They had all the information from the newspapers, and so. They created a lot of this bullshit to fill newspaper stories. You know, it's even today. We I hear how many times you hear, well, whoever's got the most Super Bowl experience is going to win. You know, all the uh, time, every single season. Yeah, defense wins championships unless it doesn't. Uh, home field advantage. You know, oh, ah, please, home field advantage. Uh, the one that really drives me bonkers is locker room chemistry. Now, you know why that one drives me insane, Gascon? Because it has no bearing on what happens on the court Ex- or on the field or on the ice. Exactly. Like, for example, we'll just use the, the current contemporary example. The Houston Astros had an amazing regular season. I think we can all agree on yeah. that. And I don't like the Astros, and I like to take my shots at them, but they were the top team. They won one more game than the Dodgers during the regular season. They had everything going. They had found the nectar of the gods. Uh, they were dominating. They all seemingly loved each other with their arrogant struts and their high stepping and their flamboyance there. And they were the bad boys of baseball. And they had all the Cy Young winners. They had the top pitcher in baseball, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, the Hall of Famer, Zach Greinke, a Hall of Famer. They had all these uh, people lined up in a row. Great chemistry, and I promise you, hand to God, if the Astros had won Game 7 of the World Series, if they had not choked it away and won the game 2-1 to one or 2 to nothing, we would have seen tons of stories the last couple of days here about how, well, the Astros just had better chemistry than anyone else. Uh, well, okay, I, I wouldn't say they didn't get along with each other, but it didn't matter. It's irrelevant. You know, the Washington Nationals, and now people are saying that about the Nationals. Well, they just rallied together when they fell behind early in the season. They were 19-31. and 31. That's also bullshit. Uh, it had nothing to do with the outcome because nobody would have mentioned that had they lost Game 7 of the World Series. So my point is, to sum this up, Gascon, because I know we want to keep the podcast moving, as they say, but these things, these terms, are for the most part, used to explain the outcome of a game. And then they are forgotten when the other thing happens. And I was around, early in my career, before I became a blowhard talk show host, I was a radio stringer, reporter in radio. And I was I, all I did was go to games for the Mighty 690 in San Diego, and I covered the L.A. sports scene. So I'd go, you know, every night, and, you know, I had, no women would date me, so I would go to, like, Laker, Clipper games, Dodgers, Angels, uh, there was no NFL, but a USC football, UCLA football. I mean, literally pretty much the Kings, the Ducks. I mean, pretty much every night I was at a game. Uh, that was my life. I had no I had no outside. I didn't watch television. I didn't watch movies. 
But I was around these teams. I remember the, the Clippers, because I, I even liked them back then, um, they had some horrifically bad teams that should have been taken to the slaughterhouse before the season. I mean, the the uh, the, the season turned when they started game one because they were terrible. That was the turning point in the season. But anyway, so uh, they some of those teams loved each other. They they're, they're, The guys hung out together with the other families. They had great, quote, chemistry, unquote. And you know what else they had? A bunch of losses. They were terrible. They sucked. You know, on the court, they were horrific. But they liked each other. They got along. You know, they had veterans and they had young players and all that. So that's my that's my point. And you guys are a big-time play-by-play guy, and someday you'll leave us because you'll be like the play-by-play guy for the Memphis Grizzlies or something like that. Hopefully. And you will use all these terms. I don't think I will. And part of the, thing, part of the reason for that is as I think people get confused with a team getting hot and momentum. It, it's almost, uh, to compare it, it's almost like feeling pressured into doing something. Like, let's say, for example, I'm trying to sell you a car, but you need a car. It's not pressuring you into buying a car. It's more like having a sense of urgency. And there are points in a season, whether it's for baseball, football, hockey, basketball, whatever it is, that a team gets hot, but they get hot because things just happen where you get the right shots that go down, you get the right coaching, players are actually making plays. So it's not like these guys are just falling off the map. It's not like the Houston Astros just fell off the map. It's just that they got beat by a better team on that night. And this kind of goes back to what you mentioned 2017 and also last year, that the Dodgers were better than the Astros during the regular season, and they got beat in the World Series. But that's not an indictment of what the Dodgers did during the regular season. That's just about the Astros making some plays in a couple games during the World Series that ultimately led to the triumph. When you looked at the runs that were scored in that seven-game series, they were identical. Yeah, no, listen, I... I have long, especially in baseball, but like it's much harder to make the playoffs than to win the World Series. I mean, it's, right. it's much because you got to be good from late March until October first. You only have to be really good in you know for a month. Now you're playing better teams, and you got to have you know the tunnel vision and all that crap. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's much more difficult. It's a very random uh, thing. But I I do love the tight tuchus syndrome that we get a lot. <laughs> In these big games, uh, it's just wonderful. The flop sweat, the sweaty hands that happen. Yeah. You could even go as far as to say stage fright, which I think we've all had at some point or another. So right. uh, that's good. I mean, the momentum goes as far as your starting pitching goes. And it was on display during the seven-game series when he had Max Scherzer, well, even Cole, that is Even that Strasburg. is bullshit because uh, Zach Greinke pitched better than, than Scherzer. In in game seven, well, just because it, it he was went, till Will Harris came in and puked, and yeah, that was it. But see, here's the thing, though, and this goes back to even the '88 World Series. Kurt Gibson's home run meant nothing unless there was a runner on board. It was the walk that hurt him. It wasn't the home oh, run. So, uh, Mike Davis, yeah, the, Mike Davis, yeah, he was yeah. on board. But even walked. that, you know, and I, I I said this on the radio the other day that I'm convinced the Dodgers. I've decided now to this is how I sleep, guess gun. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've decided the reason the Dodgers are choking dogs in these these big games in the playoffs this this era is it's still payback for the Dodgers beating that mighty <sighs> Oakland A's team that they they sort of made a deal with the devil. Wow. All right, and there's some kind of deal that was made, and this is the payback. All right. That's well, is that why the Cincinnati Reds have been so bad the last 15, 20, 30 yes. years? Yes. Right. Well, that and there's yeah, they're still paying for the sins of Marge Shot, the old owner of the team. I don't think just because Granky went an inning further doesn't mean he outpitched Max Scherzer. Keep in mind, Houston only scored two runs, and they had batters that got on board in every single inning until he departed. I mean, he scattered seven hits in the ball game and walked four batters. I think. They so, fell apart. I mean, they, they had one hit after they uh, fell behind the Astros. They did nothing. Right. Uh, they, uh, Yuli Gurriel had a single in, I think, the seventh, and they, they went meekly out after that. They did nothing. Yeah. I, they looked so, like the Dodgers in a big game. <laughs> you know? Well, no. I mean, to be fair, the Dodgers wet the bed in the first inning of that game uh, against the Astros yeah, in 2017. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, yes. You don't have to remind me. All right, moving on. The bender. Not Aaron Bender. Not the news bender. Not an alcoholic bender. As in. The Tales of My Life, uh, a Fender Bender, uh, Gascon. I don't think you noticed this, um, which is shows you you're not very uh, I, I, perceptive. But yeah. I noticed it. It doesn't mean I need to post it on social media like you did with my car. Well, I didn't post. You weren't in an accident, but I took a photo of your terrible parking. Yeah, I did. Then an accident came later where a window yeah. got shattered. So, I guess Mercury is in retrograde, so uh, I, I actually saved this for the podcast. I did not mention this at all, what I've been going through off the radio, uh, on on the radio, so I'll save it here for the podcast, So, because this is like for the hardo super fans of the show, the, the, this podcast. I mean, you're a different kind of fan. You, you've gone above and beyond just to listen to the radio show, but now to download this podcast, oh my God. So the Mallermobile, which is right next to the Batmobile and Iconic Automobiles, has been dinged up pretty good here. Last week, uh, it was Friday Friday evening. Uh, I went to have a nice meal. I went to have uh, some chicken finger, a little cheat meal. Uh, I don't eat much during the week, so when I had to say, okay, I'll give a good cheat meal. 
Uh, and then I went to the store to pick up some bread because I was going to make uh, something else later. And so I picked up some bread. Uh, by the way, is that not the most boring statement? Is that not the most grown-up thing? I went to the store to pick up some bread, right? Yeah, especially I mean, how, on a Friday night. You just sound old when you tell I know, that story. right? How dull is that? You I sound mean, domesticated. A, yeah, well, blame my wife. She, no, no, you're, I mean, like but your wife dog. isn't Your wife isn't a homebody. Uh, she she's, ch- she's like both. She's like a homebody, and she's not. And she, you know, she likes to go out and be. The, she's always the life of the party, but she doesn't mind being at home. What but the problem, my uh, my wife got me to move to suburbia. You know, I was in the heart of the the the, the, the heart of the jungle, the heart of the concrete jungle there, in the middle yeah. of the city, and all that stuff. And uh, you know, I live out in the living, you know, the uh, cookie cutter suburbs, right near Vegas, on the way to. <sighs> On the way to Vegas. But anyway, so uh, they didn't have what I was looking for. Here's the, the kicker. So they didn't have what I was looking for. I, there's a specific type of roll uh, that I, when I make my cheesesteak, my homemade Philly cheesesteak, there's a certain kind of bread that I want. And uh, I'm not going to not gonna settle for anything else. So anyway, I, I got in my car. Uh, I, I drive out of the lot at this grocery store. And as I am driving towards the exit, I hear... Bam! Oh, man. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't hit anything. I, enough. And this uh, car had backed out of a parking space and slammed the back of my car as I'm driving out of the lot. And so I'm like, oh, f-, you know, you hear that sound. You're like, my immediate reaction is, all right, maybe it's not that bad. Boy, that sounded bad. You know, and you don't know until you get out of the car how fucked up your car is, you know. And I, so I'm freaked. You know, I'm like, oh, crap. You know, this is a pain in the ass, you know, the whole thing. And so I get out of the car. Well, the woman who hit me, she's got like three kids with her. They're all like young kids. She's freaking out, right? She says, I've never been in this. But then the nightmare, you know, the real plot twist here, Gascon. The kids come out and blame you? No, no. The kids didn't blame me. They were eating like lollipops and, uh, and ice cream bars or whatever. So they were happy. But she says, I have no insurance. Oh, boy. Yeah. She said, I got no insurance. Oh, boy. I said, what the, what the hell is that? How do you not have insurance? Everyone's got insurance. I do Geico commercials 20 times an hour. How does no one? Have, how do you not have insurance? So anyway, see, I don't have insurance. So okay, I'm I'm on the phone with. I call the insurance I have. I call them up, and as I'm on the phone filing the claim, she, she drives says, off. No, 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 no. She says to me, "Don't worry. My husband has actually he has the insurance. He's going to take care of it." And she like kind of encouraged me to get off the phone. And she was like really emotional. I was like, okay. You know, I felt bad. She's a woman with three kids, you know, and I, I guess I have some heart. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll give her a solid. I don't want to get her in trouble here. Um, and, and so, okay, I, I hung up with file before I had filed the report and then I get the runaround from the husband. Uh, and he's like, Hey, you know, I, I I'm working, you know, I don't have any time to go out, you know, give me a few days. I, you know, I, he's giving me the runaround. Wow. Don't tell me. And, and he said, uh, I'll get you what you need. Don't worry and all that stuff. So I, and I, anyway, I eventually, uh, I went to meet him to get this information. Apparently he can't text. And uh, anyway, uh, it turns out that he did not produce the insurance. He was lying. And uh, they didn't have any insurance. And uh, so, now fortunately I have liability. We have to pay a deductible uh, for being hit by an uninsured driver. Yeah. And I still have not had the Mallermobile repaired, by the way. So uh, did you do your due diligence? Did you take a uh, picture of her license plate? Take a picture yes. of her car? Right. Yeah, I have her. I have her information, so I, I have that. But it's a, it's a mess, man. Did you call the police and let them know? 
I did not. Um, but I, I have some of, you know, I have a number, obviously a phone number for the husband. So I have ways of contacting. I don't know if it's a hit and run because he did stay. They just didn't have insurance. I don't know. Your it's, your it's, dad would know that. I don't yeah, know. It's illegal law. to drive without insurance. That's so what I'm thinking, man. That's, you know, I mean, yeah. you need to you need to put the screws to her and the husband. I don't want to, man. She seemed like a nice person, but I mean, don't hit my fucking car. And and, and then uh, you know, I said, my first, you know, what I said, this is great. This is how uh, spoiled I am. When I got out of the car, I saw my car was all screwed up. I looked at her. I said. What you don't have a backup camera? <laughs> oh boy! And uh, she said no. I and don't have a backup. I, I was gonna say it's it's pretty hard to miss your car because you have an ugly ass color on your car. Right, so I have a beautiful car. No, I, uh, I, I want you to know that Steve Harvey, the iconic American pop culture star, Steve Harvey, my colleague Gascon, who our, works across the hall from our me, our colleague, right, across the hall yeah, from me. I got that. Uh, and he informs me. That he liked the color of my car as he was walking to his Bentley the car's in the parking lot. F- the car is fine. It's the, co- the color is fucking No, he ugly. liked the color of no, the no, car no. and the whole thing. No, 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 no. He's no, probably I'm lying to you. He's probably lying to you. No, he wasn't lying to me. He was talking to one of his like security guys or whatever, one of his muscle guys. Maybe he's colorblind. Are you taking shots at the great Steve Harvey? Yeah, Those, I'm taking uh, really? shots at him. That's and your uncalled car. for. It's also unfounded, uh, unwarranted, and uh, and uh, might I say, unprovoked. How, job you, you. how would you describe the color of your car? A beautiful bluish teal color. Something it's, like that. It's ugly. It's, it's like I love when, it. It's like three weeks ago when you woke up and you were sick and you Let were. Let me hock, tell you every car, every other and... goddamn, every other car is either it's uh, black, white, or gray. Red, yellow. No, I don't see a lot of blue. red. It's mostly most cars are white, black, or gray. The most ticketed car in the United States is what color? Well, it's probably red, red because and red stands out to the eye. Yeah, red and yellow. I don't see very many yellow cars at all. Corvettes, I, I do. Wow. Well, I, well, of course, you live. Let me point out right now, Gascon lives west <laughs> oh, of the 405 in Los Angeles. Anybody that loves L.A., west of the 405. South of the 405. Bougie, 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 bougie. If you are east of the 405, it's still bougie east of the 405, but once you get past West L.A., not quite, in Beverly Hills, not quite as bougie. I that's live, that's the way the map of L.A. breaks down. I live south of the 110 freeway. I live in the harbor area. That's yeah. where the grit is. That's where the oh, lunch grit. pail is. The, the blue collar workers yeah. are. You are. You know what your uh, your salt motto? Of the earth. Your high school fight song was. It included La Di Daw. That was in the fight song. No, right? Highbrow snob, uh, all that. Iron Man football is what I played back in the day. Blue yeah. collar. My town is made up of doctors, police officers, longshoremen, firefighters, yeah. teachers. Just great people. And Everyday then, people. That's true. That people live near you, and then you live up in the mountain, looking down and spitting on them. As well, well, that's kind of like what Harvey, Steve Harvey, did to you in your car. Wow. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Me, me and Steve are tight. Let's uh, just point that out. This right kind of goes all the way. See how this thing goes all the way back to what you did when you defecated on me in my parking spot, and then you started posting those pictures with a dent on the side of my car, and now I have a rear window that's blasted out? This comes back to you. This is all karma for what kind of shit you were talking on your show, Monday through Friday. So if I hadn't done that, then the woman wouldn't have hit me. You never know. Well, I do know. No, you yeah. know. If I hadn't decided to go get bread, well, then I wouldn't have had. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't feel what? bad for you. Why not? Because you should feel terrible for me. What no, kind I'm, of partner are you? I, I think I feel more bad for the woman because she had her Friday night with her kids ruined because <laughs> your teal car got in her way. Well, she went to the store on Friday night. How great a night! So was did that you for her to either. do what for bread? Yeah, to Who run the in fuck for, goes to for a two store minutes. On I was in a store for, for bread. Well, if you don't are not going out and you're going to make uh, a sandwich to watch some games on a Friday night, that's how you do it. No, stupid. no, no. Games for us on Friday nights are usually at four o'clock or seven o'clock. Yeah, I, I didn't. I went out like it was like five o'clock or something like that. So you're, it wasn't like oh. it wasn't like ten o'clock at night that I was. Going you're out. so boring. All right, uh, moving on, dummy. Uh, let's go to zombies. Now, this is honor. Uh, I know Halloween's already happened, but in honor of Halloween weekend, the post-Halloween. There was a study done out of the 53 largest U.S. metropolitan areas. Which is the most equipped to survive a zombie apocalypse? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I threw a curveball at you, and now you're about to say uh, arrivederci to that. You don't know. You, you are gobsmacked. You don't know how to handle it. You're thunderstruck. I don't Take know. Time. Well, just pick a city. This is a city you know, by the way. This is a city you're familiar with. New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. Uh, no, according to this, uh, now I'll give you the top three. Number three is Columbus, Ohio. All right. Columbus, Ohio. Number two, Salt Lake City. Oh, boy. And number one, beyond reproach when it comes to the zombie apocalypse. Adelanto. Uh, no, Boston. Oh, all right. Yeah, Boston is uh, number one. Now, do zombies exist, the Gascon? Do they actually exist? 
Um, no. No, they do not. Right. So that's that's BS. They do not exist. Are you a Walking Dead fan? Uh, no, I'm not. Right. You? Uh, I used to like the first four seasons, and then it tapered off, and it really. Well, got how many bad. seasons of The Walking Dead were there? Uh, it's still going. I think it's like season eight or season nine right now. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really good to start. The first four four seasons were really good, but uh, after that, it's really fallen off the map. So I don't really, I'm not a big zombie fan, but yeah. I don't know. Woody Harrelson's in that movie, Zombieland. I know you didn't watch that. No, nope, the second one's coming that. out. Yeah. Um, you really have a low inventory with movies, so I really can't dip into any of this stuff. That's why I prefer talking. Well, to that's because I have it. a job and I work a lot and I'm dedicated to my craft, and I don't have as much free time as you. Well, if I had as much free time as you, I'd just see every TV show on HBO and all the movies. Because all I'd be doing is watching those shows. But I actually watch sports. I'm a loser. I watch games. You watch documentaries, too. Uh, yeah, like one day a week. I'll watch like a documentary a week. That's how I you know, kind of unplug. On and fr- sometimes I don't even do that sometimes. Friday nights? Nothing. Uh, Yeah, like late, though. Like overnight. You know, Friday late. Sometimes Saturday late. When you're I'll eating a sandwich? On demand or whatever. Thinking about your dented car? you judging me is that what you're doing <laughs> so just to add to the list here my uh, my life uh, apparently this is middle-aged i have uh, had acid reflux which i'm still dealing with a Ooh. little bit i've had uh, my car got smashed i had a back injury am i missing anything guessing what other your ailment tongue. your tongue my tongue i bit yeah, my tongue, bit tongue and burned my tongue at the same uh. time and i couldn't talk i had a lisp for like three days on the radio, embarrassed Could, myself. That so, reminds yeah. me. Can, I'm America's sweetheart is what I am. Well, we need to summon your, your hippie wife. I woke up this morning yeah. and my knuckles and my wrists were cracking after I washed my hands. Yeah, that's and arthritis. In, You've got arthritis. No, no, the skin. Like I'm, oh, the skin? I'm peeling oh, yeah. she's like got a snake some, right now. Yeah. Well, she's Mary Poppins. My wife's Mary Poppins, so she's got a bag with all kinds of uh, remedies and all that. She's like Doc Mike, but better looking, you know, and younger. Well, so. but Doc, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Doc's got a potion for everything and all that, so, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to goats, spiders, and lazy horses. Uh, and, and I wanted to work in more animal stories, Gascon, although spiders aren't technically animals and all that, but I figured why not. So uh, these fires that have been burning up California, it, it is a, a yearly tradition, unfortunately, and yeah. we are surrounded by them in Southern California where we live, and... Uh, I know our, our, our studios, the iHeart Media Building, there have been at least three fires the last two weeks in that area. Yeah, they get smelled uh, in the building. Yeah, where I live now, uh, there has been some fires here, and they uh, the smoke has been, I, even with my windows closed and my doors closed, I, I can still smell the smoke. It's a big pain in the head, but I don't live in the hills, and so there's not that much risk for any kind of real uh, fire hitting the Maller Mansion, uh, but... Did you see what happened at the Reagan Presidential Library, where they almost lost the Reagan Presidential Library? I saw. I actually saw a great picture of Air Force One with a shot, an outdoor shot of a fire. Yeah. That was one look from a couple of journalists that were inside the museum. Yeah, it was crazy. My friend Steve Futterman, the great news reporter for CBS, yeah. was there, and uh, you know Futterman. You yeah. Know, uh, you know Futterman. And he... Uh, so he took some photos, and what I saw the TV feed, and they said, you know what they said, save the Reagan Library. If this hadn't happened, the thing would have burned, baby burned. And that's the that's the burial spot of Ronald Reagan. Yeah, and one his of the wife. great presidents in American history, Ronald Reagan. You know, bring down that wall or what? And I mean, it would have burned up the whole thing, all his files, all his records. Anyway, so. 
the thing that saved the Reagan Library, goats, 500 goats. Did you see this? Back, no. Back in May, the presidential library hired goats to... They brought them in to eat all of the 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 uh, the, the plants, you know, the kind of uh, the weeds and all that that burn up in these wildfires surrounding the Reagan Library as a preventative measure because of how many fires happened uh, in the L.A. area. And the goats ate the brush, and that created a fire break, which allowed the uh, the fire department to get a handle on that part of the fire, so it didn't burn down the Reagan, even though it looked terrible. It didn't actually get as close as, as, as the pictures would indicate. And, uh, yeah, and so I have a theory now. This is invest in goats. Forget Tom Brady being the goat. Let's invest in real goats. <laughs> so would you write a formal letter to Governor Gavin Newsom to not conduct these power outages? With Just hire goats. Right. Listen, I mean, what how bad is it? And, and the the goats were high. There's apparently there's a local company. I didn't know this. I didn't know the goat game. I, I did some research on it. Yeah. Uh, it's a company called 805 Goats, and they cleared about 13 acres of land. This guy started his company last November. This guy's going to be so rich. It's phenomenal. He charged about thousand dollars per acre of land, so he made 13 grand roughly uh, on this transaction. I want to get paid to eat. Yes, God, we get out of this this uh, stupid radio thing. Well, let's buy some goats. We'll get a farm, and then we'll. If I owned a mansion, all these idiots in Hollywood, they own these hills in the you know Hollywood Hills, and all these people, that live, yeah. you know, I mean, they're rich and they're good for them. I would I, every year I would spend thousands of dollars on goats to clear out the side, so I have a little peace of mind, right? So here, so here you go. The Maller Mansion would have a moat, and then it would have goats around that with a drawbridge what's wrong with that that'd be perfect i would like a moat that would moat would be great i feel very secure i don't need i don't need one of those uh, doorbell cameras a moat yeah that's all all you would need is earthquake insurance you would not need fire insurance you'd be straight that'd be i save a lot of money so i love that the goats man (laughs) how great is that it's just one i mean this is i'm telling you we got to get in a business like this and rip, you know, we can make a ton of money. Wow. So How much does it cost to keep goats happy? Like, apparently, just eat anything. They eat brush, so you, it's not that hard to feed them. No, not at yeah. all. It's, all right. Animals are amazing. I'm serious. We should look into that. I'm not I'm not kidding. That's a, That seems like a way to make a lot of money now well, in California because everyone's burning up every year. How do we go from goats now to spiders? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because we have a, a, a you know, that. This is a, it's a study, but I'm not, I didn't include this in study this because it's, it's, it's an animal bug story. So a, a double-sided tape designed to stick to body tissue, and this is very important in surgery, apparently, when you have operations. Yeah. They say that it was invented and it was inspired by spiders. Bring in Spider-Man. So the, the medical people looked at the spiders and the way they exude glue to catch their prey in the rain, you know, when it's wet and all that stuff, yeah. but they're still able to catch things. And so the scientists at MIT in Boston, or in Massachusetts, they noticed how the spiders absorbed water. They found the cheat code of that and you know, to get their next meal or whatever, yeah. and they created this sticky tape which does the same exact thing. They just mimic how the spider gets the bug, and, and they figured out that it works within seconds. They've tested it on pig skin and lungs, and uh, they said with more research, eventually this could be used in place of sutures. How about that? That's interesting. Isn't that wild? That is pretty wild. Have you yeah. ha- have you had major surgery? 
Uh, well, not since I was a, I had some when I was a kid, although maybe I'll have some coming up here. You never know. But, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I don't remember much. I just remember, like, going into the hospital, putting on the gown, which I was uncomfortable with because I had no underwear on. And then uh, they uh, tell you, you know, they put this thing on your face and they knock you out, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then it, I, I've been freaked out because Looney uh, told me every time – he had some procedure done. He, he sent me some story about, you know – one out of every, like, a million people dies when they go under, you know? Well, from anesthesia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I've I've had rotator cuff surgery twice, yeah. and I distinctly remember before I get knocked out, they make you sign, they bring in an anesthesiologist, uh-huh. and they go through your rights, they go through the risks, and then you need to sign documentation. You're basically on your bed before they, they stick you with anesthesia, and you're saying, hey, I understand the risks of dying because of the anesthesia, and yeah. then they knock you out. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Uh, all right, uh, moving on, the Manny Machado of horses. So this is kind of cool. So there's a horse in China named Jingang. I believe that's how you said J-I-N-G-A-N-G. How oh, would you pronounce that? Well, how would you pronounce that? J-I-N-G-A-N-G. Pronounce it Jin one more Gang? Yeah. Wait, pronounce it one more time. Jin Gang. Is that it? I mean, I don't know how else you pronounce it. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this horse has apparently become a big star on the internet. Now, I saw somebody sent me the video, so that's why I'm bringing it up here. Uh, what is this horse doing? He is going out of his way to stop working. He's the laziest horse on the planet. The horse, you got to check out these videos, more of a visual thing, but the horse pretends to be dead in an overly theatrical way. And there's videos of the horse resisting his chores by pretending to die. And, like, when somebody tries to get on the horse, he doesn't like that. He don't want to carry anyone on his back, so he'll fall down. Like, the horse will fall down. This this horse, what's the horse's name again? Uh, J, it's J-I-N-G-A-N-G. Jin Gang or whatever you want to call it. We should... We need to make a phone call to China. I know you're not liked in China right now. Not anymore. I was before I promoted Hong Kong. But this horse would be perfect for your show, Monday through Friday. Wow. This would add to your cast of bandits. Yeah. Look at you guys. You got jokes. No, I think it would be a welcome addition. Don't you think? I think I'm good in that department. I mean, there's times that you bitch and moan to me at like 5 o'clock in the morning when I'm dead asleep that something was not done or was done poorly or you need to do everything yourself. Let's bring the horse in. Really? Yeah. Is that that what we're doing here? I think it'd be perfect. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Right. Uh, by the way, uh, check your phone, Gascon. There's something you might want to see. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so move it. can we move on? We, uh, yes, we can. All right. Study this. All right, let's, let's get study. to study this. So uh, these are actual studies. Now, we determine the, the, the way this segment works is we determine whether we believe the study or we don't believe the study, whether it's true or it's bullshit. And that's in honor of Penn and Teller's old show on Showtime, which was called Bullshit. And it was a great show. I loved the show. I wish it was still on. Uh, But anyway, so full moon mania. So, you know, this being Halloween week and, you know, werewolves and witches and ghosts and all that stuff. So for for over the years, there have been people that have pointed out that when there is a full moon on a clear night that... Odd crap happens, right? So they decided to research this and say, does a full moon really cause people to act oddly, to act strange? They it's a thing called the, the lunar effect. Yeah. And you know, our, our, the belief is that people are more impulsive, aggressive when the moon is full, and this goes back to the Bronze Age, back to ancient times. Uh, and so there's this new study out which looks into this and the you know, relationship between the full moon and what crime is committed. Now, so this is from New York University's BetaGov team. I don't know what that is, but NYU. Right. What do you think they determined? Uh, I would say no, that there is not a – there's not a coincidence. There's only – it's a mere coincidence that people do – peculiar things when the moon is uh, at full tilt as a full moon. That is correct. Uh, They determined that if crime does increase during a full moon, they said uh, it it is, they found no correlation between crimes going up, uh, you know, people being arrested during nights when the moon was full. Now, I think this is bullshit. Uh, I do, I don't know about crime, but people do act differently and I forget that study by NYU. I've got um, almost 20 years of night overnight radio uh, that I have as a as evidence. And my my wife, uh, who works sometimes she works the graveyard shift because of her job uh, at, as a 911 operator, 
And she tells me the same thing, that she knows, like, on those nights when there's a full moon, there's more uh, there's more people calling. doesn't mean they're being arrested, but there's more people calling. So I don't agree with that stuff. I believe people do act differently. I don't know why that is. I'm not sure. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but uh, that that I do believe that happens. So I don't I don't agree with that stuff. I, I don't think it's trending. I don't think so at all. I, I think Friday the 13th. If that coincides with people and crime and whatnot, I'd be more often likely to believe something like that. But statistically speaking, I don't know where those numbers come from either. So, Well, they looked at crime rates is what they looked at yeah, for this know, study. But like you said, that is what's reported. That's not actually what, what is people have called in for. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, that's, uh, that's true. All right, moving on on study this. Which profession is more likely to use cocaine, opioids, and uh, other hard I drugs? This. I know this. Okay. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say it's either a doctor or a lawyer. No. Oh, what? Believe it or not. Uh, researchers, this is, comes from NYU's College of Global Public Health. Well, that sounds official. <laughs> that sounds important. Uh, and they claim the profession that uses cocaine and uh, or abuses prescription opioids the most entertainer no construction workers oh wow yeah uh they were also found to be the second most likely profession to use weed so there's that and uh, they say that these construction jobs these people working construction the mining industry Hmm. uh and they were talking about tens of millions of people that work in these jobs and because they're so dangerous, they have all these you know risks, and you fall and you get injured and all yeah. that. I mean, it's just a, a nightmare. Some of these uh, these work-related injuries, and they can die and all that stuff. So because of the injuries, according to their research, construction workers end up turning to drugs like coke and opioids to self-medicate their pain. I, I guess that would make sense too, because you look at the profession itself, you'll get a lot of construction workers that are paid in cash. Yeah. And, and they're not paid in check. And more often than not, you're using cash. And when it's in your pocket, you're more likely to burn a hole through your pocket than you are if something's in your bank account and you got to withdraw it. Well, and there's the other peer pressure thing. And you know, most people that do cocaine don't usually do it by themselves. Am I right on yeah, that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a party drug. Yeah. So you're gonna you're around people that do the cocaine. They're going to try to bring you to the to the, uh, the other side, uh, if you will. All right, moving on. Uh, dark side of retirement. I'm doing study this, and uh, here we go. Now, um, Koopa Loop tells me he wants to retire by the time he's 40. That's his dream. How old is when, he? When do you want to – I don't know. I see, you know, I haven't bad with ages. I, I don't – uh, I don't think I want to retire. I think I'd rather just – I think I'd prefer to die out of the job. Well, I don't know that I want to die out of the job, but I have no plans of retiring. I, I like my job. I, I'm very lucky. I picked, I picked a job where I like it. As long as someone will employ me, I plan yeah. on doing some version of audio content. I don't know that it'll be on radio all the time. It might just be the podcast or whatever comes Yo, I didn't mean after. to drop dead when I'm on the air. I, I, that's what it sounded like, dummy. No. That's what it sounded like. Well, you're not paying attention. You should know this better than that. Well, you want to do a show, turn the mic off, and then die? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but, you know, like, I mean, I mean, Chick Hearn, I mean, he died, but he fell yeah. down some steps, and then he eventually passed. Well, he was doing some gardening work, I think, in his backyard, if I remember, and he fell off a ladder or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't mean to I don't mean to sign off on what? the air and then sign off from well, Mother Carey, Nature. Well, Harry Carey, the old Cubs broadcaster, Harry Carey, he had some of that. The, the Phillies, 
one of the Phillies broadcasters, a former Philly player, forget his name. He was a legend in Philly, and he died in a hotel room. Don Drysdale, the uh, legendary Drysdale. Dodger, died in a hotel room in Montreal. Yeah. Didn't um, see Mark Langston almost died a few months ago, and he was actually in the broadcast booth, and they said that it was the same exact situation as Drysdale when he passed. Really? But obviously he was in a hotel room, like you mentioned. If Langston was not in the press box or in the in the booth with medical uh, assistance around him, he would have died within five minutes, they said. Wow, I didn't so, know yeah. that. Yeah. I saw him pitch a no-hitter, a combined no-hitter with Mike Witt in an Angel game. Oh, my Anna gosh. A long time ago, yeah. Was that at the Big A? That was at the Big A. I think it was wow. against the Seattle Mariners. Wow. combined no-hitter. <laughs> Mark uh, Langston. Yeah, Mark Langston, combined no-hitter. All uh, right. Southpaw, is that one of your favorite angels, him and Chuck Finley? Oh, Finley. With his model life? Uh, Psycho okay. one? Uh, Connie uh, Contain or whatever, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I was like around the. T- I covered the Angels when Finley played on the team of that era in the nineties, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was he was a piece of work. Uh, all right, dark side of uh, retirement story we're doing right now. So uh, I asked you when you want to retire. So you don't want to retire. Coop wants to retire. I don't really want to retire. Well, a study conducted by Binghamton University. Shout out Tom Looney uh, from Binghamton, uh, and it finds that an early retirement can actually accelerate the decline of of uh, the your brain, I believe essentially. It. I believe uh, it. Yeah, and the, they looked at all kinds of data. They crunched the numbers. Research teams uh, noted a clear trend. They did this in China, but they said individuals receiving pension benefits were experiencing much more rapid mental decline than the people the same age who were still working. Um, and and so they're using that as evidence. I, I I would agree. I think we are designed, unfortunately, as humans, to be worker ants. Yeah. And we have to do something to justify our existence. And if we don't, I do believe you start to to decline. And not that I, of course, I'm saying that if I if I was a trust fund baby, I might feel differently. Um, but I'm not. But, so well, I think it's just the way of life in the United States. If Europeans are, are drastically different because their their work life balance is. is is way different than what we are out here. But I think the closest comparison to this is how you'd hear, you hear about elderly people when a spouse dies, typically the other falls off right after that or shortly after that. Yeah. It's, now, uh, women it's a love the, w- women love those stories, right? They love the uh, you know the uh, grandpa dies and then five minutes later the grandma dies. Yeah, they love a, those. It's a broken know? heart. That yeah. is a broken heart. I think yeah. it's, a, it's life purpose. So if you don't have a life purpose, especially when you retire, then you're tapping out. Like, what do you have yeah. to wake up for? No, I mean, I think there's uh, absolutely. I think there's something to. I agree with that. So that one. All right, moving on. We have a couple more here, and then we'll move on to the questions from listeners like yourself. So no exercise for you now. A lot of people will say they don't have enough time to uh, exercise. We've heard that, right? Yes, yeah. I don't have time. Well, a new study uh, said that the average American actually has about five hours of free time every day. Think about that. Five hours. Average Isn't that great? American. Average American, yeah. So what do you think people are doing, taking up all the time? Oh, television. Social media, television. Yes. Uh, television, smartphones, and any kind of a uh, screen. Yeah. Uh, any kind of screen. Uh, they say men have a bit more free time on day-to-day activities than women. Uh, sorry, ladies. Uh, I guess you know, dealing with the kids. Uh, but that's according to the study. But incredibly, no gender or economic group is devoting even seven percent of their free time on exercise or physical fitness. That's sad. Now I'm happy to say that I I don't know if it's seven percent, but I try you know, 
God willing, uh, four or five days a week to work out. I usually do four because of this podcast. I've had to chop a day off oh, to boy. prepare for the podcast. Oh, so you're really affecting my physical fitness, Gascon. Oh, Bad job by you. Uh, and, and I don't spend too much time on the screen, although I do watch a lot of games off my phone. So I guess that technically counts. Do you have an indication or notification on your phone that tells you what kind of time you spent during the week on your phone? You know, I just turned that on. We we talked about that on the radio, and uh, and we we did that. And yeah, I I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. And I don't spend that much actually. Um, but I I'm do. on my desktop a lot. I'm in my office, and I've got a computer here. So I on that, I mean, probably 12 hours a day. My wife would say maybe she's probably say 20 hours a day. I'm on this thing. So no wonder you're wearing glasses. Well, I'm wearing glasses because of BenMaller.com, the website I ran. <laughs> that was that destroyed my vision. Oh. And I'm thinking I also pulled my hair out because I was so stressed on that job that it was bad for my my hair and my eyesight. Other than that, I made no money on it. Uh, but at least people know who I am. So in the right. business, they know who I am yeah. based on that uh, that website. Your buddy Colin Cowherd knows exactly who you are. Yeah, I, I saw Colin at the. You ran into Colin, but I, I ran into him at the golf thing, and he he regaled me with stories about how Colin Cowherd loved when he worked at ESPN. He loved BenMaller.com. That's like, wow, great. That's cool. So you were the TMZ before TMZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we talked about you know and Colin was like he could not say enough kind things. I was I was like wow. Can you go tell the bosses? I mean, that would be nice. Scratch uh, a couple more zeros <laughs> on that check. Yeah, just one more zero would be would be good. All right, anyway, uh, a couple more. Always running late. Uh, people who usually run late, guess what, Gascon? They tend to be happier and live longer. So I'm I'm late to the podcast quite a bit. So I'm that's according to a new study. So I'm going to be happier and live longer. Although I'm not usually late to most things. I usually well, one problem with radio is you have to be on time. Yeah. You can't be late. You know, so I have friends, you know, sometimes you're five minutes late. Oh, I'll be there five minutes. No. In radio, the show starts when the show starts, whether you're there or not. Yeah, but you blow the clock a lot. I mean, it happened last night too, so Well, I was excited because the World Series the other night had ended and so I It was uh, public through. ejaculation on the radio. <laughs> what the fuck was wrong with you? Yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. It was unbelievable. Well, because I... all these these cowards, these people, you know, Chris in Houston and that crowd. That guy's you know, a they, scumbag. I mean, I love Chris, but what an embarrassment. I mean, what a joke. That guy You are calls... talking trash, and then your team vomits all over the field, and you run and hide and suck your thumb in the fetal position. What's up with that? You're better than that. That's That's an... a, you disappoint me. Yeah, you got to take your medicine. That's what you need to do. Exactly. You know medicine. how many times, Gascon, I've had to do these dumb shows after the Clippers lose a playoff series or or uh, the, the Rams lose the Super Bowl, the Dodgers, every goddamn year the Dodgers lose in the playoffs. <laughs> and I come in here, and I have to answer these questions, uh, and I do it. I put on a happy face. I kill them, and that's it. That's how you do it. Well, to be fair, I can you... write a book, Gascon, on how to handle when your team blows in the playoffs. Yeah, but to be fair, you actually get paid to do this anyway. Well, that's and... a good point. But Chris <laughs> kind of treats this like a paid gig because Chris promotes his own podcast, uh, Chris in Houston. Does he make money on it? I want to point out, uh, no, probably not. Just like this, we don't make money. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I want to point out that uh, in 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 my uh, little world here, talking about all this stuff, uh, we were on our our radio show is on seven ninety on the AM dial in Houston. Yeah, it's a, a decently sized sports talk radio station, which is the flagship radio station of the Houston Astros. That means if you are an Astro person, you listen to that radio station for your propaganda. Now, I somehow happen to be on there at night, which upsets a lot of people in Houston, but it's nonstop Houston calls when the Astros are going well. And what happens? When things don't go well, uh, see you later. I'm Casper the Friendly Ghost. Which is drastically different from the NFL fans. 
Because when NFL fans are no, ca- calling in the no. shows, it's usually because their team is in bad shape. Well, actually, my theory, and I've had a long-standing theory on this, is that it's the difference between local and national radio. Oh yeah. And on national radio, people are show ponies. The callers, they call up to celebrate, but when things go bad, they don't typically call. And it's so different on a local radio. I, I was fortunate enough, a couple years ago, I did the Red Sox. I filled in on the Red Sox uh, review, the post-game talk show after Red Sox games. Happened to be the greatest year in Red Sox history when they went on to win the World Series. But then, but years ago, I did Dodger talk uh, when they were terrible and all that. And I noticed when I would do those post-game talk shows, when the team lost, I had endless phone calls. People wanted to kill the manager, rip the pitcher, rip the whoever didn't get a big hit. But when they won, it was pretty dead most of the time. And uh, but yet on the national platform, it's more it's the opposite. The tables have been flipped. It's well, an odd, odd thing. Well, I, I think that it's been flipped. And the other thing too is that now you have more you have more beat writers and local reporters that are attacking you now. I th- we, yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I get a kick out of these local yokel guys, that uh, local radio guys who are just drowning in the Kool-Aid, yeah. the cheerleaders for their hometown teams. I get a kick out of that. I feel bad for them. You know, I feel bad well, for them. Well, they need right? the access, though, to the teams and to the players, so they need to I know. show a, a good sport in that fight. I understand. I understand that's how their job, and they have to be the cheerleaders, rah, rah, hometown team and all that, tribalism, you know, and it's, I get it. I understand. I'm not... Uh, but I'm on the other side. I don't have to do any of that. I have to talk about all these dumb teams. Not anymore. You were you were kowtowing for the. Oh, I was. I mean, I was a Dodger. I had Dodger blue Kool Aid. Red I Sox, it, Patriots, well, Bruins, Sox, Celtics. Eh, I don't know what you're talking. About. It was it was pretty bad. It's great. It was yeah. amazing. One of the great radio personalities. What happened in to that show? History. What happened to that show in that station? Did you get fired? Uh, no, I had to re- resign because uh, the show got. I was working at WEEI in Boston, a station that's been very good to me over the years. But the syndicated show got picked up by 98.5, the Sports Hub, which is a great sports radio station in Boston. These two battle it out. Uh, right now, the Sports Hub's number one. EEI has been number one in the past. And uh, turns out, Gascon, there's a non-compete situation in my contract. Where if I am, my syndicated show is on a station, I can't be on a competing station in mm. that market. So uh, that is that is the reason. So it had nothing to do with the fact that you and seven other employees got blown out at the <laughs> same time. Well, let me just say it was not a bad time to leave the station because the station was the walls caved in on the stage. The timing worked out well, and there were some very good people. They're very talented talk shows at WEI that got blown out, and it got screwed because of a pro. I don't know. We, I mean, you're getting me sidetracked. You know who's here. still standing tall in Boston? What's that? Blind Scott. Yeah, Blind Scott. Well, he he doesn't realize how tall he is, but he's, he's standing very tall. <laughs> he is. Uh, real quick, uh, Home Alone, new study, University of Iowa. Hundreds of experts. How old should a child be before their parents leave them home alone? 16. No. Uh, according to a survey of 500 social workers, people that work with kids, at least 12. All right, well, at least 12. So uh, there you go. At least uh, 12. Here's also uh, a new uh, study says that what percentage of parents steal candy from their kids? Oh, I would say closer to 90%. I would agree with you. They say the number 72% of parents will steal candy. From That's their good. Kids. That's still real good. If you had to steal candy from a kid, what would it be? Well, my big candies are the Butterfinger, the Baby Ruth, uh, the Snickers bar, the Reese's Pieces cup. Uh, those those are my big. Yeah, Reese's Holy Pieces Trinity. is, is go to. Yeah, the pieces. problem is you, you don't you don't get two in a little package. You know, I need more. <laughs> I need more. 
But I, maybe not now. I, I'm still thinking of myself like a you know, big fat eater, you know, back in the day, and I don't eat that much. I, I in my head, no. I eat a lot, but yeah, I don't. just Friday nights when you need to go to the store for bread. Get smashed like uh, demolition derby, leaving the parking lot. Uh, anyway, uh, it's in the bag. These are listener uh, questions, actual listener questions. By the way, Gascon, did you get that message I sent you? Did you get that? I did. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, it's in the bag, uh, listener messages, and these are actual listeners. And I asked people to say their names, so most of them did. Thank you for that. On our Facebook page, Dan from Kalamazoo. I love Kalamazoo. What a fun – Kalamazoo, Rancho Cucamonga, Beaver Dam, uh, all fun places. Punxsutawney. Anyway, Dan from Kalamazoo, Michigan, says, I want the Marcel in Brooklyn origin story. I missed when he first started calling the show. The dude is a star. I... Yes, Gaskin? No. No. <laughs> Why? All right, so here, I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet. So Please. Dan, so Marcel started calling the show and was horrible. Um, was but he was so unique, like his delivery. It seemed like he was doing a bit. Like I thought at first, like most of these regular callers, I thought, well, this is somebody punking me. This is a prank call. This is not a real human being. And so what I did, this is one of the things I do, which I probably shouldn't do. But I figure out how can we use this person? How can we create some magic? And and so. I've, I've worked, uh, although Marcel doesn't realize I'm doing this, but I, I worked with Marcel to try to find a niche. And one of the funniest things I've had the last couple of years in my uh, my radio career, while I was doing a show, actually it was for WEI in Boston, and Marcel started calling that show. And he calls up, and he would, when he first started calling up, he had nothing to say. I I mean, literally nothing. He just wanted to be on the radio. And a lot of people do that still for some reason. I don't, you know, whatever. I did it when I was a kid. Marcel's not a kid, but he still does. So, so Dan, Marcel calls up. One night, and uh, I, I, I was—he had nothing to say, so I was just—I was trying to get some conversation going to kill a few minutes or whatever. And I don't want to completely be a, a dick to the guy, and so I said, "Hey, what you have for dinner?" So then he says, "I had Chef Boy RD." And so then I came back and I said, oh, you know what? The finest Italian restaurants in Italy, they serve Chef Boy RD. That's authentic Italian food. And Marcel, hand to God, Gascon. Oh my God, that's great! He 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 took it hook, line, and sinker like it was true, and that's how food pick started with Marcel. We were so amazed uh, that he, that he thought that Chef Boyardee was authentic Italian food. Why, why do you <laughs> fuck with him like that? It's fun. He likes it. He likes being part of the show. He calls like in the morning jab in in Portland, Maine. He calls them. Uh, he calls TV stations, radio shows all over the South. He's got a whole network. He's got the Marcel Broadcasting Network out of Brooklyn. But you know that there's people out there that actually believe everything that you say, like it's the gospel. Well, unfortunately, that is true. And I, you got if you don't get sarcasm, boy, is this show you're gonna think I'm a, a complete asshole and schmuck and. Uh, yeah, we do. Dab- I used to have a boss, Gascon. You know who that person is who did not get sarcasm. And uh, that made it very difficult for me for about the first 15 years of my run <laughs> at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, a- anyway, that person's not in the mix anymore. Uh, Carlos from Houston. How about we still have a listener in Houston? Carlos, good job by you. Must not be an Astros fan. He says, what's the or- a lot of origin stories today, Gascon. What's the story behind Andrea... The astrologer and cowboy John Brett. All right, so real quick on these two. Did she go to UC Berkeley? 
I don't know that she did. She's from New York. She grew up a Mets fan and, a you know, like the New York team. She's lived in Berkeley for a long time, so I, I don't know if she went to Berkeley or not, but okay. probably. She's a hippie. Yeah. And uh, she just randomly called up one night and started, like, doing her shtickle. She's like, she's on the radio and TV in San Francisco, Carlos, so she's on media there. She calls in a lot and whatnot, and so I didn't really know much about her, but she seemed fun. It was a little different. And really the reason I've continued with that, I don't know that I believe a lot of what she says. You know, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic by nature. But uh, it reminds me of some of the crap that Art Bell used to do, and I loved Coast to Coast. I, love, I, yeah. I, I don't listen to it now because you know, I'm competing with it, but I used to love Art Bell, the overnight guy. And he would do stuff like that where he'd put people on and uh, and so who were into star charts and all that. So I thought, you know, it's a little, little taste of that. It reminds me of that a little bit. Uh, so we'll go with it. And uh, as far as Cowboy John Brad, Cowboy's the longest tenured caller I've had. Uh, he has been a professional radio caller as uh, long as I know, probably my entire life. And he's like Rain Man. And I, I don't know when that started. The, the Cowboy's corner thing uh, actually predates me, but the, we we dressed it up a little bit and because Cowboy just would – he doesn't have a computer. All that's off his memory, which makes it even more amazing. Like, he doesn't have a computer. Yeah, sometimes he'll go to the library to use a computer. He does not own a computer. And so all of that is from he's got a Rolodex mind. It's unbelievable. I don't and, know if he wants to have that title, though, as your longest tenured caller. Like, do you think that's safe? <laughs> well, eventually we all meet our demise, but uh, but but yeah, I mean, the Cowboy's great. He's harmless. Uh, he's gotten upset with me a few times. He's politically, I'll say something, you know, get upset or whatever. I don't do a lot of politics, but he'll get upset. And uh, but he's been been very loyal. He sends jokes in. My favorite thing about Cowboy, which I don't think I, I don't know if I've said it much, uh, and people might think I'm kidding, uh, Carlos, but uh, Cowboy John Brad. Uh, he will go to the library in Windsor, Ontario, and send me emails like um, a couple times a week. And he thinks he's so paranoid for he thinks his email gets hacked. So he has literally sent me email from like, and I'm not exaggerating, probably a couple hundred email addresses. Oh boy! He starts either new Google or Yahoo email addresses, and they're all like Cowboy John Brad five 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 seven seven two two, you know whatever. And so I, my theory is that he forgets the na- either the name or the password. And so that's why he always has to change his email. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, so. No, no AOL, no Hotmail. Uh, I don't think AOL or or Hotmail. It's been mostly it's been Google, Gmail, and and uh, Yahoo. It's in the bag. Next up, Big Lou from the LBC, fan of the People's Team. He says, "Have you ever been involved in a bar street club uh, fight with multiple people? Now, did you start it?" And this is for both of us. Did you start it, or uh, number one, or did one of your friends? Uh, uh, there you go. Uh, where did it happen? Uh, yes, gun. Any uh, fights in your life there? Two. Two, really? Yeah. So uh, the first one, the first one actually, actually both of them took place in San Diego. But the first one started not because of me, uh, but because of my friend's sister. So down in San Diego, usually during the summertime, they have an event in pacific beach called the pb block party yeah and the pacific beach is beautiful yeah the pb block party is what it is on garnett avenue they'll block off a major portion of that street to have all kinds of beer vendors and food vendors and street you know the shops that come on the street and so they'll do it throughout the day 
and it's just a big festival that's on the middle of the street, usually right around the 4th of July. Well, we were there during the daytime, and when things closed off, we went down the street to a friend's house, or so I thought. And I had a group of about 10 or 12 guys that I was with, but we somehow got scattered. I went with one of my good friends to meet up with his sister at this giant house party on a block, and there was a bunch of people there. And there was a couple guys that stood out that were short. They were talking smack. Uh, they were making all kinds of, of ruckus inside this house. They went outside, and my buddy's sister, she's got a mouth on her. And it gets elevated when there's alcohol involved. So needless to say, she took exception to this because these guys were being rude to her friend's house. And she called this guy to his face point blank a little shit. So... Heck, that goes well. There's a lot of things that you can call a guy, but if a guy's short and a woman's t- standing over him, that guy's not going to like it too much. And yeah. so the well, guy. Especially depends on if the guy's lubricated also. He was lubricated. Yeah, and, that's a problem. Yeah. So I got right next to her, and the first thing I hear him say in response is, fuck you, you little cunt. Oh, no. You can't. That's the word you can't say, man. That's the deadly word. Yeah. So then she throws a beer in his face. Yeah. And he throws a right hand. And as soon as he threw the hand, I threw one at him. Yeah. And I landed on top of him, and I got pummeled by, like, six other guys. My buddy who was there, yeah, nowhere to be found. Really? I Just got, off? Oh, yeah. I, well, he didn't get taken off. Like, guys were holding him, I guess. Apparently, I don't know, I was getting my ass kicked. So I got a hammer, and as I'm trying to hit this one guy, I'm getting choked out by another one, and a bunch of other guys were just wailing on me. Sounds like a UFC fight. Yeah. The silver, <laughs> the silver lining to this was after it was over with, uh, the same guy that I got in the fight with tried messing with a female cop. This cop was probably half of his size, and she ducked a punch from him and dropped him with an elbow so hard. Yeah. Ben, it turned out these guys were all in Bud's training for Navy SEALs. Oh, man. So yeah. when these guys all got detained, 20 minutes later, their superior officer came down to PB and talked to the officers. They all got uncuffed and went down to the base down near uh, or up near Captain Pendleton. Yeah, and they made them run. They're still running. Probably. For that as punishment. Yeah. yeah. So I have a little scar over my right eye. Yeah. Uh, eyebrows obviously cover it now, but yeah, I will never forget that because... I, I stepped in line for uh, for female getting hit, and uh, I met my I met a demise. Wow. <laughs> Always these women starting fights, and then the guy has to. Clean. I mean, what's up with that? Uh, ah, her brother didn't even do anything. That was I the know. worst part. I was with I him. Know. Well, I, I I don't have time to get into all that. I, I have not really been in a real fight since I was in high school. I got in some dust ups in junior high school and high school back in the days when you could get away with that and not get suspended yeah. and thrown out of school. Nowadays, you can't do that. Uh, but I'm always paranoid. I'm such a big guy. I am paranoid that I'll get into a fight and I'll be the guy that punches someone. They fall down. Their head hits the ground the you wrong way and they're dead. Yeah. And I don't uh, – as much as people upset me and I'd like – in my mind I punch them. But I, I, I'm so much bigger than most people size-wise. I'm, I'm just paranoid. I don't want to – I mean I don't really want to kill anyone. I've killed all the people I want to kill, which is zero. So uh, I'd rather not. Uh, go down that. Uh, I would never start road. a fight. I mean, I did that. Obvi- you know, elementary school. Yeah. And whatnot, oh, in school but, you're growing up. Yeah. Yeah, but never in as adult. Like you said, you hit someone the wrong way, or shit, they hit you the wrong way, and it's yeah. lights out. Game over, Game man. Game over, man. Bringing the body back. And, and for yeah. what? I know. You know. I know.
Uh, all right. Uh, well, we don't have too much time for because we got to move on to it. Uh, not for I know we have a lot of questions. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to most of them. Uh, Zach from Sacramento uh, says, uh, "I have to ask, would you do a podcast for one day with your old co-host Jason Smith? Just uh, one episode. Well, it depends on Gascon whether Gascon uh, leaves the show or not. Uh, but I love Jason. I see Jason every night. And, and Zach, you must be an old school listener, but." In the early days of Fox Sports Radio, a weekend program, it was me and Jason Smith side by side. I've known Jason for uh, before Fox Sports Radio. We looked, worked in local radio together, so I would not be opposed to that uh, and, and, and whatnot. Uh, Jim from Orange Mass. You ever been to Orange Mass? No, never. It's right near Lemon Mass. No. Uh, what was the most embarrassing costume you ever wore uh, stick to Halloween costume. I don't remember, Jim. I, I dressed up as like a clown, old people, uh, police officer, you know, the standard fare. As a kid, I never dressed up as a tampon like Koopa Loop. Or oh. my, my brother dressed up as Gumby, my older brother one year. I remember that. He had green makeup on all over the place. Uh, I, I didn't really do any of that. Any embarrassing costumes, Gascon? No. I think my favorite costume was uh, me and a couple buddies were in Vegas uh, for our 21st birthday, and we yeah. dressed up as Scotsman. <laughs> and uh yeah it was it was pretty wild so we had kilts on the whole nine yards yeah um well i, I this was not for halloween but i was at the 20th and i did a local radio show for the 20th anniversary release party of animal house oh. in westwood right near ucla westwood boulevard oh. and they made us wear togas the program director thought well it's animal house wear a toga uh, did do you have a picture of that um let me tell you something Yes, one of my most humiliating nights. You know, I'm at my fattest at this period of my life, and I show up to a radio remote broadcast. I love it. I then have to go into the bathroom, and I have to put on a toga. I take my clothes off to put on a toga. Were you commando? Yeah. Oh, this is great. And and then, and it was the Ben and Dave show with Dave Smith, and he had the same thing on. And so then we, we... our boss is like, well, why don't you try to promote this? Why don't you go outside on the street? And so people driving by on a very busy street in L.A., Westwood Boulevard, can see you. And uh, so we had to stand out there. And, uh, man, and everyone was like, all these people that were in the movie, the ones that didn't die at that time, yeah. uh, were there. And and they were looking at us like, what a bunch of morons these guys are. You know, they were giving us like that kind of look, you know, that kind of thing. So it was... Uh, it was pretty good. That's great. Uh, yeah. All right. Why don't we move on for time reasons here, Gascon, yeah. to don't stick to sports stories of the week. What right. we got? How about this? A bartender in Missouri, she got a massive tip when a customer left her not just money, Ben. She left her a winning lottery ticket, and it was worth $50,000. Now, wow. the one kicker on this is that it's a normal thing for the customer because what happens is, is when there's big lottery pots – yeah. The customer will typically buy people uh, inside the restaurant and their employees' lottery tickets and just splurge. Like Jonas Knox does that at Fox Sports Radio during Christmas time. Uh-huh. Instead of buying us gifts, he'll just buy us scratchers. Yeah. So this guy had done this on the regular, and it came to word the next day that the customer or a ticket was purchased, a winning lottery ticket from the local uh, establishment. And so the staff found out that there was a winning lottery ticket that was purchased. Nobody knew who it was. The next day, this woman scanned her ticket, and boom, $50,000. Boy, I would not, that would be tough uh, if I gave uh, $50,000, and you didn't know it, but that's a tough one. Would you ask? Would you ask for some? 
Uh, no, I mean, I don't think you're entitled to it, right? Once you give the gift, you can't then ask for the gift back. Now, if they want to give you some money, the person that won, I think that's fair, but you can't be the one that you're a dick if you do that, right? No, that's true. That's true. How about this one? Uh, TSA, have you had any trouble with TSA? Other than grabbing my nuts? Uh, you know, no, I mean, it's a pain in the ass. It's a cheap fill. Well, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's humiliating, and you know they, you know, they're just mocking you when they look at your naked body and all that. A lot of these guys, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't enjoy it. But I've not had anything really horrific that has happened. All right, well, I bring that up because Heathrow Airport is one of the busiest airports in the world, and that's there's no argument there. Um, the airport itself had to actually apologize to a local television reporter because she was asked by staff to publicly strip and go through the portals that were made there. Staff made her strip down and bench. She was left going through the uh, expressway with a black vest on, no bra, and just her panties. Yeah. Now, I want to point out, when I first heard this story, Gascon, I thought, boy, she must be beautiful. Yeah. I mean, this must be a 10 of 10. These guys, these horn dog guys must have been like, I want to see this woman with her clothes off. Yeah. I saw a photo of her, Gascon. She's a nice woman, I'm sure. I don't know. But she's about as far away from that. You know, maybe back in her glory days, she was. But uh, where are they now? Yeah, not, uh, not not anymore. Like she's not a she's not a five in Des Moines, Iowa. No, I mean maybe uh, like a minus two in Des Moines. Okay, come on, she's somebody's mom. I mean, that's she could be somebody's mom. I'm just saying. I'm being honest. You want me to lie? Well, you no, to lie. But, she's not going to hear this podcast. Well, you never know. I mean, we're heard around the world. Yeah, I'm sure she's. I'm sure we got a big listenership in uh, London. We got Terry Cambridge, Cambridge University. We, what? We got Terry. That's out there. Terry in England. Yeah, that's... the leader of the UK Mallard Militia. I'm glad we brought up Terry too, because there's another story that we'll get to here in a second. But how about this? Police took the time to blow up an innocent man's house. Now, it wasn't for no reason, Ben. They were actually looking for a armed shoplifter. That's right, an armed shoplifter. Yeah. Um, well, that's ro- a very dangerous thing when you shoplift with a weapon. Yeah, very well, well, of course, but he robbed a local Walmart and then proceeded to barricade himself in now, a Now, where house. did this happen? I'm going to get it to that. Okay. I'm going to get to that. Right. Uh, he barricaded himself in this house and in particular a bathroom for 19 hours before squat uh squat before swat fired well, gas that's a new swat is squat <laughs> they squat down they don't that's what they do. so swat fired gas into the house drove an armored truck through the doors and then tossed flashbangs before blowing out some of the walls in this house <laughs> now the city is greenwood village in colorado uh he trades oh suing- wait a minute wait 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 greenwood village yes you know why greenwood village is famous why? Oh, guess gone. You are. You have food to... there. Yeah, I have a, <laughs> yeah, I have a food you... dish named after uh, me in that in that city. Uh, so how great it, is that? Is it chicken tenders? Uh, well, kind of. It is uh, the uh, the chicken. There's like chicken sandwich with my my name in it. Yeah. <laughs> how about that, man? Want to make it all about you? Well, no. It, it's it, next time you're in Colorado, you world traveler. Uh, you can in. In Greenwood Village, it's the Sportsbook Bar and Grill. There's actually two locations in the Denver area, but they have the Mallard Chicken Tender Sandwich on the menu. Why would I go? I'm not going to go to Denver. To enjoy the Mallard Chicken Tender Sandwich. Don't we have a listener out there? What's her name? Christina? Uh, we had we had well we had Nerd Christina. <laughs> That's right. But we also have uh, Queen Roxanne. Okay. 
uh, who's uh, the, one of the queens and uh, a high ranking in the female contingent of the Mallow Militia. She's not uh, very up, high up on she's the not list. Up there on Tammy, she, 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 well, yeah, but she flew out to California. Tammy didn't fly out to California. She flew out to California to hang out with us at that minor league appearance we did a couple years ago. Not the one with you, but the the one that had a nice ballpark. Uh, how do you know Tammy hasn't flown out here? Well, I mean, she hasn't said it. Well, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> interesting. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, she's wow. What? Anyways, so this guy tried. Wow. This guy tried. Su- wow. This guy tried suing the city. <laughs> yeah. It got. It seems declined. like he had a good case. Yeah. I mean- the city turned it down, but they offered him five thousand dollars for a temporary rental assistance for his insurance deductible. Oh, they offered him five thousand dollars. Is that <laughs> yeah. right? Wow. For a house that was demolished by local SWAT. Wow. Uh, that's that's wonderful. I guess police can do whatever they want, and they uh, you're screwed pretty much, right? I, they can destroy your house with no real legit reason, and you. But then we see other stories where people get paid millions of dollars in settlements, so it does cut both ways. It's a double-edged situation. Speaking of that, how about this for a call to help? A phone sex line number was accidentally printed on a suicide hotline on a middle school student ID card in Lancaster. It's a middle school up there. I think it's off what the 14th. California. There's a bunch of Lancasters, but in California. Yeah, so school ID cards with a phone sex line on there as opposed to a suicide hotline number. It's one of those adult chat lines. So if you Mm -hmm. called in back in the day, I think it's like 395 or 495. Yeah, I used to call those back in the day. You got in trouble, right? They blocked those numbers on your phone. Well, you could push pound six seven and then dial the number if you really wanted to so they well, could call yeah, you back could do that. that's a good point that's the old payphone trick back in the uh, there's like five there's some five 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 numbers you could call i remember when i was a, a kid in junior high there was a number somebody at school figured out and if you called the payphone the phone it was like a way to test payphones back in those days and so they would the phone would start ringing back so the person the phone person the operator could figure out whether the phone was working i used to do that on dates back in the day oh really you yeah would... when the when the dates weren't going well i would purposely call those numbers to have them call me back or yeah. i would call movie theaters and i'd call for show times because when the show times are obviously telling you they'll tell you the times but it just you put the phone up loud enough and you could hear somebody talking so if you're right wow. next to me and you're listening to the conversation, you can't you can't hear the words that are bled but out. They on never the phone. stopped talking though. That's the problem. Yeah, but you. By could, the way, you did that. I, I was always women that did that to me. It was never. I never did that. I did it. Well, wow, he's such well, a stud. That was Look a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's different different times in our life in our twenties. Uh, I guess. Uh, so all right, so anyway, this is back to middle school, uh, high desert part of California, and they had a. a a sex line instead of uh, the suicide hotline. Yeah. All right. So there's a couple ways you can look at this. Now, obviously, it's a mistake. Somebody just changed some digits and all that. You know, in the early days of Fox Sports Radio, our call-in number, if you dialed the wrong digit at the end, I think it was the last two digits. If you like flipped them, it was a, a sex line. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. Know that. yeah. That happened with the Fox. I think that's with a lot of numbers. But but anyway, uh, you know, depending on what your your impression is, a sex line could actually help. Right? Well, I mean, true. it's not like, I mean, it depends. Wait, you know, no, no. No? No. It couldn't help at all? It's for middle school. Those middle school kids are into all kinds of crazy stuff these days, aren't they? I don't know. I'm staying away from that. Last right. one. A uh, UK politician. This one's for Terry. Keith Vaz. He's in some trouble right now. Parliament can actually ban him after he was caught trying to buy drugs for prostitutes. Now, Ben, the, the kicker in all this, 
he'd only be banned for six months after he tried buying cocaine for some male prostitutes. The topper yeah. on all this is Vaz is actually married, and he was the head of a committee that was committed to probing current drug policies in the UK. So are you saying he's gay? Is that what you're saying, Gascon? Is that what you're? Well, no. I, here? The irony in all this is he's yeah. caught trying to buy cocaine when he's in charge of a committee that's looking to curb drug use in the UK. Yeah, but isn't this like that's on the same spectrum as like the the guy that was running the clinic to change gay people straight, you know, the therapy thing, and then it turned out he was gay the whole time. What about the local reporter for KTLA here in Los Angeles? Uh, Which one is that one? Which one? There was a local reporter here in Los Angeles that was married. Oh, okay. And had kids. Yes. and, And he died during a sexual rendezvous with a male prostitute when he injected him with some crystal meth. Yeah. Well, there was another, there was a female that was married to a pretty powerful radio personality in LA that was on television. And I guess this is not that odd, but she just decided in the middle of the marriage that she was a lesbian. And uh, how about that? There's a fun fact. Who was it? Uh, yeah, I can't say. Well, you, I, I can't say. It's, it's a podcast. No one's going to be paying attention to it. You going to pay my legal bills? All of them? Oh, I could go, I could claim bankruptcy. Well, you don't, I don't know if they claim it. You are bankrupt. Well, <laughs> you don't need to claim it. It's, tr- it's true. So that means right. I'm okay if I back into your car? Oh, apparently, you <laughs> don't need insurance. You can just back into my car. Welcome to it. California, people. Anyways, Ben, that's it. All right. Uh, there it is. Have a great weekend and enjoy the hell out of it, whatever you end up uh, doing this weekend. Don't forget the other podcast, which will be Benny versus the Penny. I guess we'll have to do a quick version of Benny versus the Penny. But we'll be back on the radio after that Sunday night Patriots-Ravens game, Sunday night into Monday morning on the overnight. But thank you for supporting the show. Keep sending those emails, the messages on social media. We'll catch you next time. All right. I got- I'm got. i going to go in the other studio, so hold on one second. Oh, can't wait. Shut up. Volatile wingman. Gavin, by the way, uh, you're you're next up when Gascon quits the podcast. So I hope you're prepared. <laughs> next in line, oh yeah. He's he's already threatening to quit. So I hope you're prepared. I got takes. Do Don't worry about it. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we'll do it, man. We'll dominate. Want to test Gascon? <clears throat> yeah. Test one, two, three, four, five, six. Can you get him a new voice so it sounds better? I have a great voice. What the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't sound like it. What? All right, let's get the real talent mic checked. Go That's ahead. right, man. I, you know, I'm very loud, Gavin. I like to talk very loud. Blah, 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 blah. There you go. All right, mic you're check. good. All right. So, Gascon. Yeah. Uh, I got Uncle Mo, Bender, zombies, goats, spiders, and lazy horses. Uh, study this. What else I got? Uh, it's in the bag. And don't stick to sports. Anything else? That is uh, that is it. Okay. Now, uh, what are the stories for Don't Stick to Sports? Not that it really fucking matters, but uh, what the hell? Um, hold on one second. Is someone editing something? I heard some playback or something. Um, bum, bum, bum. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do it. Let's get started here. Let's see what happens. We'll, ready to go. We'll have some tacos, Gavin. Have one for me, man. I'm not eating much these days. Uh, Gavin, can you hit that open and then yeah, pot yourself down? Yeah. Oh, no. That was my first <laughs> Kaboom! Kaboom. Four hours.
hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough? Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A soul. That was way too loud. Hold on. Is that it? We're done? Beautiful. That's a good podcast. We'll put that fucking thing up. I'm out of here. I'm going to go fucking have a taco myself. Fuck you all. See you later. Bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the, the ghetto. Yeah, Not that I don't like the middle part, because I think the middle part's great. Gavin's distracted. Boom. All right. Joke's done. Come on. <laughs> Boom. If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does, and we welcome you into the magical podcast. Boom! If you thought four oh hours God. a day, now you got jokes. See that? Now Gavin's got enough? jokes. Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. What the hell happened? Hello? I was exhilarating and frightening. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does, and welcome into the amazing podcast world. Kaboom! What, what is going on here? If you Close the four hours fucking day. What the fuck is going on here? How hard is that? Unfucking believable. No tacos for you. No fucking ta- goddamn tacos. I don't know, but just fuck? close the window. I mean, how many times are you to play the goddamn thing? I'm not playing it again. I'm just going to edit it, okay? So I'll edit it. Don't worry about it. All right. You want me to do one? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 